Hello, welcome to the St. Paul's Podcast, where you'll find talks from our Sunday services. For more information, feel free to check out our website, stpauls.co.uk. Thank you. The reading can be found on page 1083 of the Church Bibles. Page 1083, John chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. The vine and the branches. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be complete in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. That's such a great passage, isn't it? It's got so much in it. It talks about the love of God for us and the joy that that brings to us. It talks about our love for God and that joy that gives God just to see us love him. And it talks about being obedient to him, to the one who died for us on the cross. Um, And there's a lot in this passage we could unpack. 
but today I just want to focus on one verse, because um, I'm sure you've probably heard this passage spoken about quite a few times. So I just want to focus on one verse, and that's verse 5, and it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, me, you can do nothing. And this is in the context of Jesus going towards the cross. These are kind of the, the final bits where Jesus is teaching his disciples. He's just washed his feet, their feet. He's just shown them what love is in, in reality, serving them, loving them. He's then going to go to the cross to die for them. He's just showing them all the love that he has for them. And in that context, just before he's going to die, and then they're going to go through a, a bit of a, a traumatic experience of not having their leader, and then he rises again, and then they go out into the world. In that moment, he's sharing some key instructions for them, some key messages. And this is one. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. And today we're going to look at, at this um, concept of a rule of life. Um, and before, before we go into that, I just wanted to share a, a story of something that happened to me this is six, seven years ago. So um, after one year living in the UK and uh, living in, in Leatherhead, I was commuting to, to London to work as a football analyst. And um, and with Sonia, we bought our first flat, and we were delighted. I thought my prize for, the first, for our first flat was to buy a new television, uh, as you do. And um, there was an app at the time, it was used quite a lot, it's called Gumtree. I don't know if you know Gumtree, but it's a bit like Facebook Market or uh, Vintage. It's, it's an app where you buy stuff from other people. And very intelligently, I was looking at it, and it kind of looks at stuff that's around your area. But um, I was on the train, and I started looking at it. And um, very intelligently, I was in half the way to London, and I found a TV which was close to wherever I was on the train. And I thought, oh, this is great, uh, a 55-inch TV, I'm going to buy it. So uh, I just bought it, and, and then realized when I got to my job, oh, this is not very handy on my way back home. But I resolved, I said, I'll just pick it up on my way back home, get back on the train, get home. And uh, when, when I arrived there, this was like six or seven o'clock in the evening, um, I, I, as a football analyst, I also had to watch some games. So I had a bit of a uh, timeline where I had to be back at home, I can't remember, sort of five, by 9 p.m. to be able to watch this, this game that I had to watch. So I, I got down on the train somewhere in Balham. Uh, it was a bit dark. Uh, it was a ride. I walked my way through, got to the house, and started calling the guy who was supposed to sell me the, the television. And he wasn't there. And I texted him. And like five minutes later, when I was about to say, okay, I'm calling him there, I'm going back, he, he just texted back on my way. And then I continued calling him. He didn't reply. And then I sent him another text. And he texted back like 10 minutes later, Sorry, I went out for some drinks with some friends, and I'll be there in a few minutes. And um, basically, this guy was a Canadian guy. He was one of his last days before going back to Canada. He was selling all of his stuff, and uh, he, he just had quite a few drinks with some friends in the pub, and there he was meeting me. And so uh, he, he arrived at the house. He, he, had, he was a bit drunk, which was quite, quite funny. And uh, we went to find the TV, and the TV actually was a 55-inch but quite old TV, so it was massive. So it's like this thick, this thick on each side, like literally like this size. Um, so I told him, look, 
what can I do? And, but in my head, I realized I could call Sonia to come and fetch me with a car. But if she came to fetch me and then went back, I wouldn't be in time to watch my, my football match. I said, well, could you help me take this to the station? So here we were, like I was walking with this, this huge Canadian guy with a big TV, walking across Balham, walking by people who were in, in different pubs on the street, and like, what on earth is happening? Why, why, how did I end up in this strange situation? And then uh, I got to the train station with a big TV, um, and uh, they decided to change platforms with my... So I had to kind of grab this TV like this, go down the stairs, up the stairs, next platform, and I was standing on the platform, got the train, and on, I was just in, in the train, and I was suddenly having this conversation with this woman, saying like, what on earth are you doing with this massive TV? And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. This is just such a sequence of random events that got me to this place. I was mean, just laughing with this woman I've, I've met for like two minutes. And it's just a, a bizarre experience. I finally got kind of, Sonia picked me up in the station, got on time to watch the game like five minutes early, and all sorted itself out. But what, what I was thinking during all this thing is, what a random day. And sometimes our life is just this random succession of events. We just go through life randomly doing whatever we feel like in the moment. I come back from work, do I feel like doing exercise? No. Do I feel like doing this? No. Do I feel like praying? No. And we just live our lives uh, with no kind of, not too much thought behind, behind why are we doing things. We just let life flow through. We've learned this from our parents. We just continue lives more or less like things were done in our families. And we just go, go take along life. And we don't stop and think, what am I here for? What is this all about? And even as Christians, we just kind of get into rhythms uh, and different rhythms in our lives. But we're not very intentional about how those rhythms actually work. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about... Um, this concept of what does it mean to have a rhythm in our lives that highlights our priorities, that says this is important to me and that's why I'm going to intentionally invest in this. So, and, so all of this comes down to this concept of a rule of life. And a rule of life is a concept that came around uh, 1,500 years ago. And I know it sounds quite strange because the rule seems like a law, but actually it comes from this passage we just read. Because if you think of a vine, uh, the vine needs uh, a structure behind it to grow properly. It needs something to help it grow. If, if you don't give a vine a structure, it won't grow at all. If you don't kind of trim it properly, it won't give fruit. So to be able to give fruit, the vine needs the structure. And the, the word rule of life comes from the structure that a vine needs. It's a Greek word called trellis. Um, so if you look at a vine, they need, you probably can't see it that well, but they need that structure behind it to be able to grow. If it doesn't have that, it, it won't grow and it won't bear fruit. But if it has that, it can grow and bear a lot of fruit. So the guy who started thinking about this concept of a rule of life or, or a structure behind our spiritual growth is a guy called St. Benedict. And he said this, a rule of life is simply a handbook to make the very radical demands of the gospel a practical reality in daily life. Uh, and I, I love that. He says, what, what, I'm trying to, what we're trying to do is just thinking how does kind of our spirituality live out in our daily lives? Um, because 
say, if you re, um, pray the Lord's Prayer every day, uh, which you might not, but you might kind of pray in different ways, the Lord's Prayer, how does it start? It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does it do? Those first three phrases, it gives us priorities. It, it focuses us on what's important. It says, your kingdom first. My relationship with you first. And then it talks about our needs and, and the stuff that we pray for. So if we prayed the Lord's Prayer every day, if we got into a rhythm of praying the Lord's Prayer in an intentional way, it would help us focus. It would help us prioritize our lives. But if we just kind of go with, with the flow, with whatever we, we feel we want to do at the moment, then our, our priorities are much more drawn just by what's comfortable, just what, by what gives us pleasure in the moment. Uh, for instance, at night, I quite like every now and then to have a glass of wine or, and watch, watch some television and watch a, a TV series or a movie or have some chocolate or some ice cream at night whilst you're doing that. I enjoy that. And therefore, by default, if, if I don't set some kind of uh, parameter, some kind of intentionality, I could easily do that every night because that's what I enjoy. I enjoy more that than doing other things. But therefore, uh, if, if I don't think about the structures in my life, I'll just default into whatever feels comfortable, whatever kind of pleases me, whatever you want to do in the moment, but it's probably not what you want to do kind of overall. Does that make sense? If, if overall you want to be a doctor, then you, you, you might have to study eight hours a day or something for, for I don't know, six, seven years. Uh, and, and that's what you have to do. If that's your priority, then you'll have to give up your, what you want to do in your, daily, in your daily life. Does that make sense? You can't, if, if you, in the day you might say, what I really want to do is watch Netflix and eat chocolate. But, if, but what I want more is to be a doctor, and therefore I'll stop doing that and study because I want to be a doctor more. And as Christians, what we want more than anything else is to know God's love, is to be in relationship with him, is to build his kingdom, is to see others come to faith, is to see the glory of God extend throughout the whole nation and the whole world, to see people come to faith, to see people healed. That's what we want more than anything else, is to remain in God's love, is to be close to God. And therefore, we try to find a structure that helps that. Jeremy Lindman says, we often fail to grow spiritually because we haven't planned and made space for a deep, abiding fellowship with God. And I was reading an article by this guy, Ronald Rolheiser, and he says, what's clear, simple, and brief rituals provide is precisely prayer that depends upon something beyond your own energy. The rituals, the, the rhythms in our lives, carry us. Our tiredness, our lack of energy, our inattentiveness, our indifference, and even our occasional distaste. They keep us praying even when we are too tired to muster up our own energy. So that's what, what we're looking at. That's who we want to become, and that's what uh, we, we're trying to look at today. And my, my intention for today is not that you change today, but that you'll change tomorrow, that you'll think today, what, what rhythm will I have in the next few weeks, months, years, that will help me remain in God's love? 
And the word remain in, in this passage, which is a very well-known kind of word, is a Greek word called meno, which means to stay, to abide, to be with. And I love that, to be with. God invites us to be with him. That's his main invitation. That's his priority. Number one is to be in relationship with you, is for you to be with him. And what we're looking at today is a structure that will help us be with him. So if, do you all have this little paper with you? This paper is, is a way in which you can do that. It's a way in which you can think about it. Um, and uh, when, when people think of a rule of life, they usually use these four different phases. Prayer has to do with our spiritual life. Uh, it could include Bible reading, um, praying with others, praying by yourself, going for a prayer walk, uh, fasting, or all the, all the kind of spiritual disciplines we've been talking about. Rest has to do with anything that brings enjoyment, entertainment to your life, um, could practice a, a day of rest, which we talked about earlier this year. Relationships has to do with quality time with your family, friends, uh, church community, life groups. And work is everything that you have to put a bit of effort in. So work could be more like going to work, obviously, but also maybe fixing stuff in your house or cleaning in your house or cooking sometimes. Cooking can fall either into kind of rest or work, depending if you enjoy it. Uh, doing sport, again, can fall into work or rest. Uh, I see like foot, playing football is rest. Going out for a run is definitely work. It it's, it's, depends where it falls, like, where, where you'd go, but uh, what I'd like us to do is just to spend a few minutes and, and think, don't fill it all up, just think about where, where you might be lacking a bit and say, oh, okay, this is something I want to do intentionally. If you say, well, I'm lacking a bit in the prayer side, well, maybe I'll, I'll make a point of coming to our mon monthly prayers every, every month, or I'll spend five minutes in the morning praying if you lack in rest, you might say, okay, I need to separate some time to, to, to rest, to do proper resting. And don't try and fill it too much, and because this changes uh, with, with every season. I heard someone talking about this um, a few weeks ago or months ago, and his rule of life was so full. I looked at it, and it was like, this is too much. Like, I just look at it. It already stresses me to look at your rule of life. And I said, you definitely don't have young kids as I do because you couldn't do anything even close to that with young kids. So, so what we're looking at is something realistic that little, little changes that, that will affect you. So if, if you have very little time, then try and think something significant. For instance, I, I used to work in a lighting company and I had a lunch break. And what I did is, in my lunch break, I had it as a time of prayer. So I'd have lunch quickly and then read my Bible and pray. So I had 45 minutes, spent 10 minutes having lunch and the rest uh, praying and, and reading my Bible. And, and, and people in, in the office noticed that. And then like, one would come and, and have a chat with me afterwards. Um, and they even did like a, there was a video about the company. It's quite small. And, and they I don't know why, someone did a little kind of joke video with a song and they included my praying in, in, at midday, uh, which, was, which was quite fun because it, it meant that they had a bit of an impact on the people around me. So, three minutes, think about one or two things you want to populate there. There's pens here, if, if, because I guess lots of you won't have pens. Uh, or pick up your hand and Sally will bring it to you. But three minutes, think about what you could add to your rhythm of life.
So um, I know you're kind of halfway through it, but my intention was to start you off and then for you to continue at home. So um, I hope you can get a few minutes at home just to continue this exercise, even if it's not today, maybe tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever you have a bit of time and continue this exercise with thinking through who am I becoming and who would I like to become? What am I going to put in place to become the person I dream to be and, and not so much uh, the person I just become by default? Um, a few, this is many years now, um, I, I was at a, a church weekend away and um, I, was, I was praying and we, we had a time of, of worship uh, and they invited us to close our eyes and, and, and God showed me this kind of picture of, of my heart like having... Uh, like being of stone or hardened in the outside and in a way I kind of got this image of the, the hard bits just being ripped out and there's kind of a heart of flesh underneath uh, and I just felt God saying you've kind of hardened your heart and I want to soften it I want you to fall in love with me again I want you to love me again and and I, and I thought uh, as I was preparing this today, I thought, this is what God wants. Like, the, the structure behind it is, has to do with, with love. It has to be about intentionally loving God and being loved by God. It's just putting something intentionally because it won't happen if we don't put some effort into it. But at the heart of it, it's not just to follow a discipline. It's not because God says we have to do it and therefore I'll do exactly how God says to, we have to do it. It's because God wants to be loved by us and he wants us to be loved by him and for that relationship to flow and that's the heart of it that's that's why we do all of this it, it's not to follow a rule it's to be able to love God more and to let him transform us and to let him fill us and Henry Nouwen says Jesus invites us to abide in his love that means to dwell with all that I am in him it is an invitation to a total belonging, to full intimacy, to an unlimited being with. Isn't that so attractive? God's inviting you to an unlimited being with him. The light of the spirit reveals to us that love con conquers all fear. And that's the invitation that God has for us. An unlimited being with, being loved by him and loving him in return. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So I'm gonna invite us just to pray and to say, God, here we are. We want to be loved by you and love you in return. We want to fall in love with you. We want to be filled by your spirit. So let's close our eyes and just be with God. Remain in his love. Remain in his presence. Father, we were created for relationship. We are created to be loved and to love in return. And your love is perfect. And your invitation is delightful. It's mind-blowing that the creator of the universe, the one who loves us with unlimited love, invites us to be with him all the time. 
And I pray, Lord, that you would just give us that heart of flesh. Just give us that heart that is for you alone. That heart that prioritizes you over everything else. That wants to build your kingdom. That wants to be filled by your presence. So come, Holy Spirit, and change us. Come and fill us. Come and give us a heart of flesh once again.